Praise the Lord. Thanks for coming this Memorial Day weekend Sunday. Thanks for giving us grace with the power. Can we give a hand to the band? Thank the Lord for Jordan, Erica, Kaylin. The, the sound was just so full. So if you're wondering, like, what, what do you, what's going on? What do you mean we have no power? We do have power. There's lights. There's sound. We have generators around the corner. What happened? What had happened was the last weekend when we got the snowstorm, not just branches came down, but our entire parking lot was filled with trees. And so a huge thanks to the men's group who took out the trees on Thursday. But one of the branches did fall on our power line and not just fell on the power line, but pulled the conduit. You could go out and look at it, take a little tour uh, as you leave church today. Uh, the meter has been pulled off and the building's old. The building was built in what, the 40s, 50s? Someone else might know. Uh, and so the code that was up to standard then is not no longer up to code now. So we're getting electricians, we're getting bids and licenses and uh, all this stuff. If you have questions, direct Lance Coles, would you raise your hand? Lance Coles is helping us out. He's on staff with, with New Life. He's central department. And so he's helping us with that. So yes, we're working on it. Yes, we have generators. Thank you so much for your grace and being here as we walk through this process together. I have so many dad jokes. You know what a dad joke is, right? So I'm a dad. I have four boys. Dad jokes are only funny to other dads, and I think they're hilarious. And so I have all these dad jokes because we're on a series on who? The, the Holy Spirit. And so the Holy Spirit power, I have all these jokes about we don't need Colorado Springs power because we have the Holy Spirit, some of you aren't even smiling. You're not even, you don't even think it's funny. I think it's hilarious. I have like 10 of these, but I will spare you the silly dad jokes. Let's move right on to the sermon, shall we? Yes, please. Okay, we're moving on to the sermon. Uh, we Bear with us, there are screens. We'll ha we should have our screens up next week. We were trying to figure out like power and if we have enough power for lights and experimenting and we didn't want to like blow the whole circuit up and cause a fire. And uh, so anyways, we don't have screens. So uh, pull out a paper, a pencil. You will have to pull out an actual Bible in just a little while. I'll have us turn, like, like just think about it as like an old ancient church. You know, we did church for thousands of years, uh, including like the Jewish people without power, we can do it this Sunday. So get a Bible, get a paper, get a pen. Uh, they are in your baskets uh, down below. You can you can get them. Uh, but the, the title of today's sermon is The Gifts of the Holy Spirit Lead Us to the Love of God. The Gifts of the Spirit Lead Us to the Love of God. I'll say it one more time because really this is a two-part sermon. Today and next week, we're going to be talking about the gifts of the Spirit. We have been talking about who the Holy Spirit is. This week and next, we're going to be talking about His gifts that we have, um, that He has given us. And so the third time, I'll say the title of this sermon is The Gifts of the Holy Spirit Lead Us to the Love of of God. So today's sermon is kind of an overview of what are the gifts, how do we know we have the gifts, uh, and how the Spirit gives us these gifts. Next week, we will talk more about the miraculous gifts, the charismatic gifts, and what the Bible has to say about these things. Sound good? All right, so turn in your Bibles to 1 Corinthians, and I'll give you a couple seconds to turn into your Bibles, um, whether it's on your phone 
or the paper Bibles that you have. Anybody actually bring a paper Bible? Oh, look at all the hands. I'm always impressed with the people that bring their Bible to church. And this is one of those Sundays we, you've been preparing for. Like you, all this Sunday, we always have the, the words up and the scriptures up on the screens, but this week we don't. And so thank you for faithfully bringing an actual paper Bible. And it's just old school. I appreciate that. So 1 Corinthians, did I already say that? Chapter, did I tell you the chapter yet? Sorry, chapter 12, 1 Corinthians chapter 12, verse 12. 1 Corinthians chapter 12. Make sure you're not in 2 Corinthians, 1 Corinthians chapter 12, verse 12. Paul is going to talk about the body, the human body, and he's going to make a comparison that the human body with all its parts is kind of like the church. Everybody look around, like all the people in here, we're all different. Some of you are very different, um, but we're all different and we all, yeah, it's Manitou, right? Let's we're just be different. Um, some of us, we all are different and we all have giftings that the Lord has specifically put upon us to be here and to be present in our church, in this world. God has a place for us and this verse will say that. So here it is, the words of Paul to the Corinthians, 1 Corinthians 12, verse 12, just as the body, though one has many parts, but all its many parts form one body, so it is with Christ. For we were all baptized by one spirit, so as to form one body, whether Jew or Gentile, slave or free. And we were all given the one spirit to drink. Even so, the body is not made up of one part, but of many. And now I'm going to go into verse 15, where he has this beautiful analogy about the different parts of the body and how like some of us, I know we all experience this. We look at other people. I know we all like go through these thoughts in our heads of like, oh, they're gifted in this way. And I'm just, I'm not. And, and, and poor me. And like, what, listen, there's different gifts in the body. Here's what Paul says, this beautiful analogy. Now, if the foot should say, because I'm not a hand, I do not belong to the body. It would not, for that reason, stop being part of the body. If the ear should say, because I'm not an eye, I do not belong to the body, it would not, for that reason, stop being part of the body. If the whole body were an eye, that's a great image, isn't it? If the whole body were an eye, where would the sense of hearing be? If the whole body were an ear, where would the sense of smell be? And then listen to this verse. Think about it as a word over you in your life. But in fact, God has placed the parts in the body, every one of them, just as he wanted them to be. Let me read that again, because that's over us. Paul is talking about the body, but he's, he saw, he's talking about the human body, but it's a metaphor for this church. It's a metaphor for the church at large. In fact, God has placed the parts in the body, every one of them, just as he wanted them to be. If they were all one part, where would the body be? As it is, there are many parts, but one body. This is the word of the Lord. Thanks be to God. Let's pray. God, we thank you that um, you have given us gifts. You have instilled in us, um, every one of us, you've made special. Every one of us is, is different and has certain giftings and personalities and skills and talents and abilities that, that no one else in the world has. And so, Lord, we thank you for this verse that, God, you have placed every part every one of them, just as you want them to be. So, Lord, we thank you, we praise you, and all God's people shouted. Amen. Amen. All right. 
how many of you, by raise of hands, uh, enjoyed watching Mr. Rogers' Neighborhood? Any Mr. Rogers fans? Okay, I was a fan. I am a fan of Mr. Rogers. Saw the movie a couple of years ago uh, where Tom Hanks played uh, Mr. Rogers, Fred Rogers. I've read several uh, biographies of Mr. Rogers. I have uh, just become fascinated with this character that he his main message was that you are special, right? He said this a whole bunch. And as an adult, as a pastor, as a teacher, I see this message. Like, yes, of course, each one of us, we are all special. You are special. But let me tell you about when I was a kid and I heard this statement, you are special. Do you know what I thought to myself? This is kind of a weird, like you, you might think of me different after I say this, but I was a very weird little kid, very, I guess, kind of dark. Like now that I think about it, maybe I still need to work through some issues that I had as a kid. But when someone said you are special to me, I thought, no way. Like you can't just say like Mr. Rogers telling a whole network of children that they are special. I was like, everyone can't be special because if everyone's special, then I can't be special which is a horrible thought as a kid. Like, why couldn't I just receive that? Like people telling me, teachers told me, Joe, you're special. I was like, no, I'm not. And always in my head, I thought, well, other people really are special. Like Jimmy, he can run really fast. He's special. And Johnny, he's really strong. Like one time the teacher in preschool couldn't get this jar open and Johnny got the jar and he and popped the jar open. Wow, Johnny's special. Or Susie in preschool, she was sounding out whole words. Like, wow, Susie's special. Johnny, Jimmy, they're special, but I'm not special. I thought every, I really thought this as a kid, that everyone else is special and I'm not special because we can't all be special is what I thought. And as I've grown, as I've become a Christian and dedicated my life to Jesus and become a pastor and look at scripture, I can stand in front of you as a pastor standing on the authority of scripture and say, actually, you are special. And if you ever, even as an adult, have this thought, it's like, oh, maybe somebody else is special. Or, you know, we all know special people, but but I'm not special. Yes, you are. Did you know that Mr. Rogers was a Presbyterian pastor, a license, or does anybody know this? Like when I found that, I was like, are you serious? Like that makes so much sense. His ministry, he didn't have a church or a church building or a congregation. He really felt his calling was over children. He started as a little local network station and then it grew to the state and then it grew nationwide. And he really felt that his calling in life as a Christian, as, a, as the gifts God had given for Fred Rogers was to make the nation of children his like church. And he would tell them again and again, you are special. Sometime this week, look at Psalm 139. It's, it's a wonderful Psalm. Rowan, who is here in the front row, he's memorizing Psalm 139. Or no, you already did, huh? He memorized Psalm 139 and it's a quite, it's quite a long Psalm. And in it, it says that we were knit together in our mother's womb. He formed us before the depths of the earth. And then it says in Psalm 139, go read it for yourself. It's very encouraging, especially for anybody in here who was like me as a kid, like, oh, other people are special. Not me. No, you are special. In Psalm 139, it says, All the days ordained for me were written in your book before one of them came to be. 
think about that. Like the Lord had his hand upon you. He knit you together in your mother's womb and all the days ordained for you, all the days ordained for me were written in his book before one of them even came to be. That's a prophetic word for some of you need to hear that this morning, that you are special. Mr. Rogers was right. He really was. And I don't know why I didn't get that as a kid, but I didn't. And I look back and I think, man, I wish as a kid I would have thought I was special. I mean, every kid should think they're special, right? (laughs) Right. Let's talk about the gifts. So we have gifts. The Holy Spirit gives us gifts, uh, maybe our personality, maybe our talents, maybe uh, the skills that we have, who we are, some of the giftings that we have. The definition of a gift is, of course, a thing given willingly to someone without payment, a present, and it's given, and sometimes it doesn't have to be a physical thing. A gift can certainly be a natural ability or a talent, and that's what we're talking about. We're talking about the natural abilities, our talents, excuse me, our skills, our personalities that we have <coughs> to uh, be in the world, to be in the church, to exercise them, to uh, recognize them. I'm going to read for us uh, a little later in the service a couple different lists of gifts that Paul gives us. Like these are the lists of the gifts of the Holy Spirit. And I, I will ask you to prayerfully consider like, are you, uh, do you have any one of these gifts? Uh, do some of these uh, register or recognize? Do you recognize them in your life? But I'm thinking through um, how do we know we, we have these gifts. How do we know we're special? Well, sometimes things just come easy for you that come hard for other people. Sometimes, um, you think about uh, like the conviction that you have to do something. And if you, if you don't do it, well, then you, you feel like, man, I've been given this and now it's a waste. That's sometimes, at least in my mind, how I recognize a gift that I might have that's, that's for me. Sometimes it's easier for me. I think it's good. Uh, good leadership recognizes gifts in other people. And so I can often recognize gifts in other people and point them out. And people are often like, like dumbfounded, like, really? You think I'm gifted in that way? Yes, you are gifted. Like I see this so clearly. You're gifted. You have this gift, and it's it's just obvious to everyone around you. But sometimes we could be blinded to our own strength. So I have a challenge for you to point out this week, today, point out gifts you see in other people. Point them out, like because people might not know, might not realize the gift that's in them. Ken Waller's a gift of giving water. Everyone. <laughs> Thank you. Um, thank you, Ken. He's on our production team as well. Just a, and, and did I give a shout out to the Kyle Lively, the production team? Getting generators to work, running the lights. I don't even know how you guys did this. The sound, it's all on like generator. You can go back there, take a little tour. Just don't touch anything. Don't get burnt. Just gasoline and stuff. Um, <laughs> But a huge thank you to the church for for um, doing this, which which really plays right into um, using our gifts, our talents, our abilities for the work that's in the world and the church. Sometimes we as Christians, we think, oh, there's the holy work here and then there's the secular work here. And there's, there's like a line of like, oh, this is holy, this is secular. And I think in the world we live in, the kingdom of God, there should be much more overlapping of the holy 
and the secular. That what you do as a job, whether it's cooking or cleaning or electrical work, for goodness sakes, like we need people in these skills that are talented and have these gifts. We need them to do a good job because, gosh, the, the world needs us. Like the, the abilities that we have, we have been made for such a time as this. I think about this book I just finished last week. Nathan Reitz, a guy who works at the Summit Ministries, is having all the Summit kids, or at least the staff, uh, right? The staff go through this book. It's called Every Good Endeavor. And it's written by a guy named Tim Keller. Go get the book. It's incredible. It really has these overlapping ideas of, of we shouldn't separate the holy and the secular. Everything in the world can be holy if we bring it, like when we do our job, when we do our work, it should be seen as a holy thing because the Lord has given us gifts and abilities to do things that could be seen as just like, oh, this is a secular thing. No, it's a holy thing. Think about when the opportunity to work is taken away from people. Think about prisons. Uh, people in prison, there's sometimes work programs for people to work in prison. Do you know what the national average per hour that a prisoner makes in a work prison program? 63 cents an hour. And you're like, well, why would anyone work for 63 cents an hour? Like, wouldn't you rather do nothing than to be doing something for work for 63 cents an hour? But you know what? Prisoners line up to do work. It is seen as a privilege to do work, to have a responsibility. Why is that? Well, because there's something in us that we're, we're created to do. We're created to use the gifts, the abilities, the talents that God has given us to make the world better. The title of this sermon was the gifts of the Holy Spirit, like our talents, what we do lead us to the love of God. And when we work and we work well and we work hard and we use the gifts we have, we make the world better. We make the love of God more prevalent on the earth. And we, uh, like we have, we become like producers and we are given something. Let me give you an example. Uh, Theo is my son. He's five years old. I have four boys. Theo's the youngest. He's five years old. Um, <clears throat> last week, I got to go camping. Once a month, my wife gives me, she's wonderful, gives me uh, one night, 24 hours to like go out of the house camping. I usually fast. I pray. Uh, I, this, this time, I got to go fishing and kayaking around Skagway Reservoir. And so I got to go camping. I was loading up the truck to go camping. And Theo was home because his preschool starts a little later. And and so he was home helping me pack and he really wanted to help me pack. So I had some stuff in the garage, had to go to the truck and Theo was like wanting to help. Can I help carry this stuff to the truck for you? And he wasn't like strong enough to bring like any one thing. So here I was taking things out of the bag giving them to him and him with just this big smile walking all by himself carrying the stuff and then giving it to me and then I would put it back into the bag and put it in the truck and so it took me like 10 times longer than it should have but just the image of like Theo's face he got to help dad and he was so proud that he got to carry the stuff and help dad go camping because dad wouldn't have gone camping if Theo didn't help dad get the stuff from the garage to the truck and I just thought man I wonder if God is just smiling the Holy Spirit is just smiling when he gives us gifts and we get to do carry out these gifts and these talents and we get to produce here on earth like aren't and we just like 
like, you know, oh God, you, you know, you, you let me do this. And, and sometimes we bumble around and we mess it all up and God could just, you know, with an instant, you know, do it himself. But he chooses to give us, his people, the church, these gifts, and then we get to do it and we get to produce. And it's like this cycle where like we are walking in the gifts of the gifts of the spirit and we're producing and we're getting joy and we're bringing joy at the same time. There's a lot of opportunities. Here's a little plug for New Life Manitou. We're a church that has a lot of volunteers. I'm looking around and I bet at least half, probably more than half of you are on our serve team. And there's, as a church, we we have teams, we have a kids team, we have a food team by Jerry back there. We have uh, people that come early and set up and people that when the power fails, run the generator and the production team. And we have different teams and different people have different roles. There's opportunities at this church to serve. If you go online, you click on serve, there's an application. If you're ever wondering like, how does someone serve at this church? That's how, there's a process. But I just thought I would plug that and say that there is another big opportunity as a church. We talked about this in January, um, that our mission, our vision is to make disciples in the Pikes Peak region, especially Manitou, the West side, uh, by calling people to worship, connect and to serve. And we have this big calling this summer to invite kids in who normally don't come to church, invite them in and carry out an amazing summer camp. So it's in June. Uh, we handed out flyers last week. Some of you posted those flyers. Ethan, my boy right here, he put these flyers all over the, the mobile home park just down the road. Good job, Ethan. That's a gifting, a boldness gifting. Um, and so our hope is to, to bring kids in, give them an incredible summer camp, uh, just an incredible week-long camp where we have games and fun and food, and we share them with them a very simple message that Jesus loves you and you are special. A very simple message. And I hope, like I think about the news and the shooting that was on Tuesday, our kids really need to hear that God loves them and that they are special. Amen. So there's opportunities. So today after church and next week after church, we will be having a volunteer meeting for summer camp. Stick around. We're going to meet downstairs today and talk through different roles about the summer camp, but there's opportunities to serve. And this could be like, like think about yourself as like my son, little Theo, like so proud. You get to do one little thing. You get to bring some stuff from the garage to the truck. Like maybe the part you get to play will actually bring you so much joy. Like you, you, you're there to serve, but maybe you will be filled up abundantly by giving the gifts of the Holy Spirit that have been given to you. So here's my thesis. Um, I have uh, four passages of scripture to read. Uh, the first couple are in 1 Corinthians chapter 12. So if you have a Bible, open up to 1 Corinthians chapter 12. That's the passage that we already read. So if you, if you kept a marker in there, just turn back to that marker, 1 Corinthians chapter 12. I'm going to read four different passages listing the gifts of the Holy Spirit. And here's what I want you to do. As I read them, I want you to prayerfully consider which of these gifts might the Lord have given to you? Like which gifts might you have? Or which gifts do you want to grow in? Or which gifts can you point out in someone else? Oh, clearly, you know, they have the gift of hospitality. And you can tell them. And sometimes people are like, yeah, I'm aware of that. It's, it's something I love to do. And, but sometimes, like they might not be aware that, man, they really have this gift or that gift and it's news to them. And it will come as such an encouragement and then they will get to grow in these gifts. So my thesis is for you to, first of all, 
look through, think through this list and wonder what what gifts do you have and what gifts uh, do you see in others and what gifts do you want to grow in? And then by reading four different lists, here's my sub-thesis, point one B and then point D to make it a little confusing for you. Um, That was a joke. uh, my second thesis is this, that because there's different lists, there isn't like one all-inclusive list. There could be other gifts for you. So let your imagination wonder, let the Holy Spirit fill you, like maybe you have a gift that, that's, that only you have for the church or for the world, that, that's a very rare gift, but it's not mentioned here. So if you would, turn to 1 Corinthians 12, you're already there, uh, this is verse 8 through 10, this is the verses that precede what I just read about the body, and if the whole body was an eye, where would the sense of smell be? This precedes that, so 1 Corinthians Corinthians chapter 12, verse 8. Paul says this, to one there is given through the Spirit a message of wisdom. So the gift is a message of wisdom. There's going to be nine gifts in this section, by the way. To another, a message of knowledge by means of the same Spirit. To another, faith, the gift of faith by the same Spirit. To another, the gift of healing by that one spirit, that the ability to, uh, the God-given gift to pray over people and see them healed. Amen. Verse 10, to another miraculous powers, to another prophecy, to another distinguishing between spirits, to another speaking in different kinds of tongues. We'll talk about this next week. Still to another, the interpretation of tongues. So here's nine gifts being listed by Paul and, and yet Paul has some other lists as well. Uh, turn, it's in the same chapter, 1 Corinthians chapter 12, look down at verse 27. Verse 27 and 28, Paul lists eight other gifts. And there's some overlap, but it's a different list. Now, you are in the body of Christ, and each one of you is a part of it. And God has placed in the church, first of all, apostles, second, prophets, third, teachers, the gift of teaching, then miracles, then gifts of healing, of helping, of guidance, and of different kinds of tongues. Did you know that there's a gift of helping? There's a gift of guidance. These are things Paul lists as gifts given from the Holy Spirit for his church. Here's one more list. This is another book of the Bible, the book of Romans, chapter 